love lifted me. I think that is so key, so very important as we um, uh, think about that. But I thought that we would get a little bit practical uh, this morning. Um, I didn't say pathetic, I said practical. And we're going to deal with a word that uh, all of us are plagued with. And when we uh, come to something like this, we run into so many problems uh, in this area. But my prayer is that God will kind of, what can I do, shaking us, open our eyes, open our minds to what he wants us to, to learn this morning. Let's bow in prayer. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you that um, you shared a word with me that I had to go back and remember and, and understand back to the basics. If I'm really going to be effective, what it takes. Help me now, Lord, to share with the saints of God. And Lord, may the things I say really drive it home to the saints. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. So, uh, what we're dealing with this morning, we, uh, we're coming in with the word, the analogy of remembrance. I forgot, oh man, I forgot, I forgot, I, the analogy of remembrance. Sometimes we forget so many things, and, uh, and I have so many keys that I said, I'm going to put it here, I'm going to put it here, and put it here. And then all of a sudden, I started looking and said, that's not the key, and that's not the key, until I have one spot in the house where all my keys go. Period. If it's not there, it's lost. No need of me looking uh, under the bed. No need of me looking, stop it. And sometimes I have to say to myself, Donald Rackett, stop it. You know, you know it's not there. And I had to stop and I said, now, where did I, how did I forget? Where did I forget? And so we wanted to, we want to go this morning just on the subject of uh, the analogy of forgiveness. No one accidentally forget. So, as we uh, come to this, um, Deuteronomy 4.9, let's read together. Only take care and keep your soul diligent, lest you what? The things that your eyes have seen, and lest you depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. It's a generational thing. Every time you start forgetting things of God, you affect generations because other folks are looking at you and listening to you. It's a generational thing. Be careful. I forgot. I forgot. Um, we'll move in then. Um, Deuteronomy 8, 11. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment and his rules and his statutes which I command you. Then your heart will be lifted up and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord your God to wrath and wilderness from the day you came out of the land of Egypt until you came to this place 
you have been rebellious against the Lord. You see the before and after there. Deuteronomy uh, 9, 7, they're, they're getting ready to go into the land. Be careful now because you did forgive them. And, and you'll find in Nehemiah, not Nehemiah, but you, you'll find that um, uh, just before that, uh, that, that part, you, you'll find that they had to go through a whole lot of, of problems, a whole lot of problems. Uh, and God was saying, I want you to remember. Don't forget. So we go on. Defining the term. Let's read it. Okay. The act of failure to recall information that could have immediately spiritual and physical challenges and constants. The failure to recall important information that can have immediate or even future consequences. Be careful of that. It will have spiritual consequences. And so God wants us to, uh, to remember and you'll hear me say this over and over again. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the years draw nigh. Nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say what? I have no pleasure in them. So be careful how you remember. Don't forget. Don't forget God. It's dangerous to forget. So, in our introduction then, there are many reasons for an individual to forget. Uh, our living in a fast-paced world have a tendency to affect our instant recall or responsibility that should be diligently addressed. There are two major areas that uh, forgetting will have severe and lasting effects. The first one is in the spiritual realm and then in the physical realm. These are, these are the two areas. These are the two major areas. In the physical realm, all of us can identify some things you forgot. Uh, and you say, oh boy, I forgot to do this, or I forgot to drop this card, I forgot to call, I forgot, in the physical realm, and th this affects, I mean, this is not based on how old you are, everyone forgot, uh, will forget. children will use the word, I forgot, no you didn't, you know, uh, you tell them over and over again, over and over again, they always use, if they, they don't do that, they'll kind of shrug their shoulders, because, you know, but they, they, they think that I forgot will erase all of the, the consequences of that. But God wants us to remember. And remembering now is very important. Very important. So, so there's a great danger in making our uh, physical activities more important than the things of God. And that's what I find in the course of, of, uh, of the week. You'll find that our physical activities become more important than God. No one used to well, think one of the things that really bothered me when individuals decide to on Sunday to go to the beach or to a game or to a dog show. One of the members said, "Well, we went to a dog show, and that's why you and that's why you miss morning worship." You know what you're saying to God? Do you know how God feel? When you decide, when you forget, and your activities are so filled that you will go to a dog show instead of the, 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 the church of God. And so, uh, consider this. Let's read it together. A person who or, or will become skilled at living a God-honoring life must live every moment making God his or her top priority. Our theme for today, again, is 
the analogy of forgetfulness, forgetting. And uh, sometimes it can get on your nerve or other folks' nerves when you forget. So, consider this. A person who or will consider the skill of living that God on in life must live uh, every moment making God his uh, her top priority, thinking it through, then this is a broad subject, but let us narrow it down and approach it from three significant angles. The who and the what. And then, of course, the how. And here we go. When we deal with this thing about the who, well, as we deal with the who, we're dealing with the verse here where it says, only take care and keep your soul diligent, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Then take care lest you forget, we've gone over this, the covenant of the Lord your God, which made, uh, made with you, he made with you, and make a carved image, the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. Uh, for the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will not leave you or, or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that he swore to him. Then take care lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery. So consider the forbidden acts of for, for forgetting God. Here are some of the things. Number one, Moses gave God's people four things that they uh, needed to remember and take full responsibility. Be consistent. What is it? The first thing he says, I want you to be consistent in the word of God. The reason that we forget is that we have not put it as top priority. Be consistent, especially in the important things. Be consistent. Here's another one. What is it? Be careful. There's a sin nature that will cause wandering, uh, cause you to wander away from God uh, to be independent. Be consistent in this area. Be careful now because when you're careful, it says, Lord, how can a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed to thy word? And he, in the Psalms went on to say, Lord, um, will you help me not drift? from your word. See, when you're not in the word, you have a tendency to drift. It's like a, it's like a boat that should be tied to, to, the, to the shore and you forget to tie it up right. Uh, the sail is not on it and all of a sudden the wind pulls it and it snaps and all of a sudden you drift. I was at Sokowai Ranch and, um, and, and talking with one of the leaders. Uh, we went out on the boat. Matter of fact, one of the leaders, it was, it was Tracy Hudson. And uh, Tracy and I was out on that boat, and we were talking about ministry and everything else. And, and all of a sudden, we found ourselves, the, the shore got further and further away. And they told us, be careful not to get into those the kelp weeds there. And your, your oars and things will tie up your oars. And be careful. And the next thing we know, the wind was blowing us toward that big old patch. I said, Tracy, it's time for us to get back to the shore. But getting back was harder than the drifting because the wind was against us. You know, when you have a tendency to drift from the word of God, you don't just snap right back. Those who are honest with the Lord, you don't snap right back. You find us a battle.
battle with the flesh and everything else. He said, be careful. Be careful. Then he says, be what? Of who God is and his, his kind intentions. God's kind intentions toward you, whether you're acting crazy or not, he'll always be a kind God. But Moses warned them also the fact that be committed. What is it? Let's read it together. Make your devotions to him is with an compromising way of life. And um, sorry for the printing there, but um, it's an uncompromising way of life. And so, um, observation. There was a commitment made by a young man who just made the first day of his 20s and said, it's supposed to be the first best years of my life. As I looked on Facebook and saw that little statement of the uh, first day of life of this 20-year-old, I couldn't have resisted the post, you know. And so I had to post back to him. My, post, my, my commitment, uh, comment to his post was, remember that your best years will always be evaluated by making the right choices. Keep God. Keep the Lord first. Somehow they think that when I hit 20, all, all of the magic things are going to snap in. No, it's, not, it's another day. <laughs> you wait till I get grown. No, it's another day, just more experience and more responsibilities. Well, when I get my 30s, when 30 you're now you're older and you start feeling a little pain here and there, you know. So life goes on, but the thing that is both most important is where is God in the full process of it? Where is he? The analogy of remembrance and, and, and what Moses is saying, God brought you out of slavery, pulled you through the wilderness after your rebuilding, uh, rebellion after 40 years. We're getting ready to go into the land. Don't forget. And, and you know, a lot of times pride makers say, well, I, I won't forget. I tied a string around such and such. Well, I'll do this or that. Uh, oh, I won't forget. And, uh, and guess what we do? Again. As you get older, you watch, as you get older, all of a sudden you say, what day is this? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday. you're not there yet? Okay, that's okay. Keep living. <laughs> Keep living. Um, those days all of a sudden start blending into each other, you know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, put this back. Push the wrong button. Make sure that our recall remembrance is based on the word of God. The most important thing for, for any of us to remember is that it is not what we have, but who has us. Are you hear what I'm saying? Okay. So let's, let's see if we can put this back in perspective. Let's read it together. The most important thing for any of us to remember is that it is not what we have, but who has, has us. That's, that's so important. That's so important. Uh, look at what's going on in our nation. Folks in, in, uh, in California, the beautiful mansions and everything else, all of a sudden, fire burned it all up. In a, a few minutes, fire just took it down. And the fire was leaping over the highways and everything else. And they were saying, it's out of control. And these folks with all of their stuffs and everything that they had, guess what? My concern was, 
You lost that, but you still have God. And the lady stood there weeping, and she said, All that I have is gone. That's in our whole nation. My concern is our nation has forgotten God. So regardless of the, the politics and everything else that's going on and, and the social economics and, and all of the, uh, the clashes of the races and everything else, the reason that all of this exists is that we are a nation that has forgotten God. And guess what? They keep trying to come up with a formula to solve their problem. And the Lord keeps saying, <coughs> <coughs> you have not because you what? We need a solution, the Lord says. <clears throat> and they get all these folks and pay them all this money and they're thinking, and the Lord says, if you only just listen. And you know what they're saying to God? He doesn't exist. And don't you ever mention Jesus. You can talk about Buddha. You can talk about anyone else. But when you mention Jesus, they become hostile. To the only help we have, the only hope we have, is in Jesus. Forgetting. The what. So when we deal with the what, we, we talk about defining the term again and forget the, the action of, of failure to recall information that could have immediately uh, immediate spiritual and physical challenges and consequences then we, we talk about the what then here are several reasons for us to consider immature mindset what causes people to forget do you know that the Lord out of all the animals do you know what the Lord call us what does the Lord call us? Sheep. Out of all, Lord, out of all of the intelligent animals and everything else, he didn't call us, he didn't call us monkeys, he didn't call us, he called us sheep. And sheep can only see no more than 15 feet ahead of them. They will get lost. They will, if it's raining, if they don't get out of the rain, they will get sick. They're always infighting. They're scared all the time. And the Lord says, my sheep, hear my voice. And, and all of a sudden, I'm not a sheep. Yes, you are. And with an immature mindset, there's no way in the world that you can remember anything significant. Here's something else. Ignorant mindset. A fool have said in his heart, there is no God. And guess what? He forget that it's God who made him, God who formed him. And it's God who wants him to hang out with him forever. He forgets the God who forms him and keep doing what he or she wants to do. Arrogant. Not that they don't know. Arrogant. That's an attitude. Defiant mindset. 
a deceived mindset. People forget God when they're deceived by the riches of this world. A distracted mindset. This world is full of distractions. Today will be full of distractions. You wanted to do this, but then <laughs> I forgot. You plan on doing this? Oh, I'm going to spend more time with the Lord, but I forgot. And Satan says, well, then if I can't get you through arrogance and everything else, I'm going to get you through being distracted. What distracts you most? A lot of accidents come from distractions. Person pull into whatever uh, fast food you want, out the out McDonald's. Personally, I, anyway, you pull into a, a McDonald's, you, you order your fries and everything else, and just as you get ready to pull off your bag of fries, uh, it looks like it's going to tip down to the floor. But you're still in gear. So which one are you going to grab? Fries. You know you're going to quit trying to look, please try to look, quit looking like saints. You're going to try to grab a few of those fries. You're going to save a few. You may not be the savior of many, but you're going to save a few, you know, because you know that you want to, want to taste those fries. But in the course of doing it, your car is still in motion and you hit another person. What are you going to tell the police? What are you going to tell the insurance company? <laughs> it's because you were distracted. You forgot that you're always a driver when you're behind the wheel. That anything that's going on, if it falls to the floor, then pull over later on. Don't stay, keep your hand to the wheel because there might be a life involved. And a lot of times what happens is in when we have a tendency to be distracted, all the things that God would have given you yesterday, you lost it today. Because you were so distracted by all of this menial stuff that didn't mean a, a thing. And today, my, my, my concern, don't be distracted because this is in the spiritual realm. If you're distracted from the things that God wants to give you today, you're going to miss out tomorrow all of the benefits you would have gotten today. Are, are you with me? So a lot of times the things that we go through yesterday is what we're experiencing today. The things that we're going to experience tomorrow weighs heavily on what we remember right now, today. And the Lord says, remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. That is the key. All these other things, let the fries fall. Wipe them off, kiss them up, eat them. But I don't care what you do. Other than that, don't take your hands off the wheel. Don't look away from where you should be. Well, I think that you heard me on that. Derelict, uh, derelict mind. A destitute mind. You know, you, you know what mind said? You know, the... Um, do you know that when it comes down to believers, that shouldn't be? But I'm just simply saying the analogy of remembrance, why we forget. You get a lot of folks, and you talk to some off the street, and you begin to talk to them, and then they remember, you know, I remember when. And they, keep, and they start shooting back to, I remember. But they were so busy and and 
the most important things faded in the background, and the immediate thing was so important. And in their dereliction of duty, they lose it all. And then you have disobedient mind. I'm not going to do it. So why should God give you any promises if you are disobedient? Why should he bring any recall because you're going to deliberately forget it? A disrespectful mindset. I might repeat myself, but listen carefully. When it comes down to my forgetting the word of God, when it comes down to you forgetting the word of God, it is a disrespect to the holy God of heaven. When you take a, a speck of dust and hold it up in the air, if you can see it, which you wouldn't, wouldn't be able to, but a speck of dust is what earth is and God's whole, the whole cosmic. And on that speck in a period of time before the foundation of the world, God chose you in the blood. Before you were saved, God said, I wanted you. You will be mine. And for us to forget the most important thing that belongs, that, that God considers important, I can't imagine how God feels. I, some of you parents, in raising your children and, uh, and all that you have done for them, and you have statements like, you never done anything for me. You never done anything for me. You know what a dagger that is to the heart? And you don't want to take the individual, the child, or whoever the case may be, and take them over the list of, here are all the things you mean, is, and you mean to tell me I never? You mean you forgot all of this to come up with a statement like that? You're going to live like you're living after all I invested in you? Did you know that God was going to kill Moses? He said, uh, Moses, he said, I, I want you to go to the barrel. I want you to um, tell him, let my people go. And then Moses came up with all these excuses. And finally, God says, well, here's your brother Aaron. He'll be your mouthpiece. Now go. On his way, the Bible says God was out to kill him. Because God was saying, you know and I know that your sons and everything is supposed to be, um, supposed to be circumcised and you have not circumcised. He says, I'm going to kill you. You're the head of the household. You're the answering person. And his, and his wife was so distraught, but she, she did what, what Moses should have done. Don't disrespect God when he, gave, when he gives you a holy standard. Make sure that becomes a part of your life. Make it a non-negotiable item. When I forget to pray to my God, when you do pray, ask him to forgive you for disrespecting him. Question, what would David's testimony reveal about his lapse of memory?
David had it all. And on an ordinary day, he looks down and he sees Bathsheba. And all that he had done, he forgot God. And in, and in the whole idea of lust, lust clouded his eyes. That's what David, who was playing music to the Lord at one time. But his flesh was saying that, that testosterone was, was boiling within him. And, ah, and he said, get her. But oh, for one whole year, David said, my soul, I was in torment for one whole year. I wanted God. I wanted to talk to God. But I seemed like my soul was just trained. Respect. Don't disrespect them. What was Jesus' advice to the church of Ephesus? Well, when you look at the uh, church of Ephesus, what was his advice to the church of Ephesus? Remember the Lord, uh, our God, is a, a choice of our will. There's nothing this world can do to mentally or physically do to it, make us change our mind. But we must position ourselves under God's protection. Notice Revelation 2.4, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had first. What's that first word? What is it? Remember. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. When you forget, you fall. It says, repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. If you don't remember, then I'm going to move you out of the way. Out of all the cities, uh, Ephesus does not exist per se today. <laughs> it, but this is a church that Paul wrote to. The church of Ephesus, a loving church. All the dynamics of the church, all, all the fervor of the church and everything else. That is, and, the, and the thing that shut them down was not their sin. Not cursing and swearing and, and living. No, the thing that shut them down was they did not remember that God always comes first. All the time. Lastly, you've been patient. The how. When we talk about dealing with the how, it, it talks about the whole idea. How can we become skilled at remembering in a way that pleases God? What, what can I do that would please God? Here's the list. One, there are several steps that I feel will be a blessing. Notice what I said. There are several steps that I feel will be a blessing. What's the first one? Until we become purpose-driven believers and we live our life consistent in the church, at home, on the job, consistently, being a purpose-driven believer says there's a time that I'm going to spend with my God. Have you made that purpose? You have marked it out. The reason that you have forgotten because you have marked it out. Everything that you consider as important, you will mark it out. 
I would, if I told you, starting Monday at 2 o'clock, between 2 and 2.15, every Monday between 2 and 2.15, I will make sure that you get a $5,000 check. But you have to be at such and such a place between 2 and 2.15. How many folks of you say, mm, snap, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right, uh-huh. You know you wouldn't forget it. Now, why wouldn't you forget it? It's important. And because it's important, you said, and, and I don't have to repeat it again. Between 2 and 2.15, <laughs> every Monday, two fifteen, two two fifteen. what happened, $5,000? Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you got it down. You, you got it down. You remember. Then the Lord says, Remember the word. Oh, Lord, I forgot. Snap. I, uh, but, Lord, give me the Tomorrow, around this time, I'll do the same thing. And it, snap, I forgot again. Ah. It's amazing. The Lord says, no, it's not your forgetting. You don't prioritize. You don't prioritize me like you should. And because of that, it's not that important. Notice what says Ezra 7.10. Let's read it together. For Ezra has set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in heaven. Notice that he set his heart. It was a priority. That, it was important for him. The first thing he says, I want to get into the word of God. Set your heart today. Get into the word of God. You don't have to get you don't have to be a theologian and everything. Get into the word of God. You want to know about love? It's not Corinthians per se. Not that has a little list there. But first John, go to first John. One young man in our congregation said, A pastor, I really wanna I really want my time with the Lord. I really want that. I said, Oh, do you? Yeah. I said, I'll tell you what. Um I want you to read 1 John 15 times. You mean the first chapter? No, the whole John 15 times. 15? 15 times. I say the first time you're going to read it like a newspaper because it's an assignment. Third chapter, fourth chapter. You know, you go, right, you go right through it. Boom. Good. Now, go through the second time. And every time you go through it, all of a sudden you start seeing words come to the top. Walk, love, and how many times it says it, and you begin to list all the times it talks about love, all the times it says walk and talk, each time, but you won't find it in number one, because you're reading it like a newspaper, that's my assignment, and God says, no, it has to be more than that, decide. The, the, the next thing, and there's three, three of these, the next thing, what is it? Design a system that, two, three categories, high priority, mid-priorities, low priorities. What is it? High priority, mid-priorities, low priorities. The Lord gave me that insight um, years ago. We were at, a, at the uh, Chicago uh, uh, Gospel Center, and this person was really... Uh, confused because he had all of these things to do and 
And he said, Pastor, said, would you help me in this? And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me those three right away. I said, well, I'll tell you what to do. He says, I want you to set them into what are your high priorities. You know, all of us have high priorities. Now, you know that. Okay. Um, and then you have mid-priorities. I mean, that is not that important. I'll get there. Then low priorities is not that important. But sometimes we make the mistake in our immaturity to spend more time on the low priorities and forget the high priorities. So it's important then that if you just remember these three words. Um, let me take this back. I'm sorry. Remember these, these three words. The, the first one that we look at is high priority. Study, prayer, time with God. And notice I always say it's always start off in the spiritual. High priorities have to start with study, prayer, time with God. Mid-priority, embracing the tasks and function that God has assigned for your life. Really? Yes. Why is that number two? Because it's physical, and physical will pass away. It's time sensitive. You don't know when God's going to take you. So when it comes down to mid-priorities, it's not what, what you do, it's where you are. Where I should be is that studying the Lord and prayer and time with, with God, that's top priority. Then mid-priorities, now that's when I start getting down to things God wants me to do. And then, we, okay, down, cut it out down. I'll go back. Uh, keep hitting the wrong button here. Yeah, I'm keep hitting the wrong button. Uh, here we go. Going back. Okay. When it comes down to low priority, desires that will hinder your effectiveness. Those little items in your life, be careful. Because what happens is uh, it will greatly hinder your effectiveness. So embracing the task, study, you see, and then that's low priority. The, the, the number C, let's read C together. Declare between you and the Lord how you will practice being consistent in receiving and recalling and acting out God's will for your life. How are you going to do that? And when, when, you, when you start, when you declare, make the declaration, this is what I'm going to do. Ezra, Ezra made up his mind to study the law of God, to do it, and to teach it. You know what was labeled on uh, Ezra later on? The, the king said, oh, excellent scribe, excellence. Excellence is stamped on individuals who are consistent. Not mediocre. Excellence. And excellence comes from a decision right now. Lord, the things that are most important to you, I want to make sure that you will be pleased with my life. We come down to the last, uh, last one last thing then. And this one last thing is kind of, kind of wrap it up. My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up my glory. Awake, soft tree and harp. 
I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto the, uh, among the nations. For the mercy, thy mercy is great unto the heavens and thy truth unto the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above heavens. Let the glory be above all earth. Remember God. Remember God. Daniel, with all that was going on in his life, and the threat on his life, and said, if you do it again, you'll be tossed to the lions. And what did he do? He remembered God and went back to his routine. You remember God, and that's when you see results. Oh, he went to the lion's den, and the lions was roaring and all these other things. But all of a sudden, you find God shut the mouth of the lion. And the next sound that he heard was from the king. Daniel, did your God deliver you? He said, take care, king. I'm still here. <laughs> I remembered him in the good days. And through the storms and, and with the lions and all the things that came before me, he gave me rest. I fell asleep among hungry lions. Then when he was taken out and, and then the others were thrown in, it says they were killed before they even hit the ground. So when we think about this whole idea of remembrance, I can go on with the list and list and list, but I, I don't want to weary you. The, the Hebrew boys, and, and they said, King, we will not hold back our comments. We will not bow down to your, this idol. And they threw him into the flame. They threw him bound. God came in, loosened them up. And all four of them started walking around in the fire. And you know what? It's not the fire that kills a person. It kills it when you forget God. You understand? I hope you, I hope you don't experience that. The real blow is when you forget God. And when a person, and I say this, when a person um, comes to the point where they don't feel that God is necessary, that person stand in great danger for the great God of heaven that controls time and eternity and the universe forever. And God has a trash can. Uh, matter of fact, it's a little, it's, it's a furnace. And all of those who have forgotten God will be tossed into the lake of fire. And guess what? God will not go back peeking to see how things are going. He has made it for the devil and his angels. But man in the choice to forget him. God says, you forget me. You shut me out. Then I'm going to take you. And I'm going to drop you. And leave you. And when you scream and holler, go right ahead throughout all eternity. Those of us who remember him, well done, my good and faithful servant. And my prayer this morning 
is that we set our dial a little bit higher to high priority when it comes down to remember the things of God. Oh, there's a lot of things you have to do. Don't forget God. Amen. That's violent prayer. Father God, I just pray right now for each individual under the sound of my voice. And uh, I just pray that each one of us make it up in our mind that forgetting is not an accident. It shows a tremendous flaw that needs to be corrected immediately. When we forget and drive the wrong way, it can be an accident. When we forget to take our medicine, it can be very dangerous. When we forget to turn off our pots or whatever the case may be on, on the oven or whatever the case may be, when we forget, there are consequences in forgetting. When we forget you and the things that you say this is important in your family, help us to realize there are consequences. That we are not to be deceived. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Help us to remember you, Lord, and honor you and praise you. And if there be one who do not know Christ, that they come to the point of saying, Lord, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I cannot save myself and that you died on the cross of Calvary for my sins. And I ask that you forgive me right now. He won't put it off. He remembers. You immediately become his child. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. If you stand with me then with our last song as we close.